Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing Loki feedback. We got things to talk about, and I'm better now. All that and more right after that, we have no control over. Welcome, welcome back, Jeff. Thank you. Yeah, we missed you. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm better. I mean, I'm Jeff, Jeff Randall. Randall. It's good to have you back, buddy. Good to have you back. We you were you were sorely missed. Thank you. Um, and yeah, I you know it it didn't look like that uh, according to our podcast download numbers though. Oh yeah, we had a we had a really solid week this last week. Yeah, never been higher. And I was like, I gotta get sick more often. <laughs> Just like I should <laughs> be on the podcast list. I was like, no, it's not about that. <laughs> That's that's the only thing that's changed. No, we're doing for the first time we've ever we're doing three episodes a week. I think that's the big that's the bigger difference. Um, maybe, but maybe in our third chair we have Brian V. Klein. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Now that I feel like I'm um, the person that contributed to all those download numbers, since I was the X factor that was there when Jeff wasn't. So. Yep, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Jeff. So sub me out for Brian. <laughs> Sub me out for Brian, and we're good to go. Jeff's taking all the blame. Brian's taking all the credit. <laughs> I'm going to take a real hard backseat. <laughs> Brian's like, I have an alternate theory. Uh, <laughs> I was the variant Jeff last week, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was watching. I was watching. I, oh, that's um, right. I, like, it wasn't. It wasn't so bad that I couldn't, like, function. It's just that, like, if I put headphones on, my brain was going to explode. Mm. Um just from the pressure, we're we're past that. But uh, I, I listened to you guys, and I was trying so hard to get like some sort of commentary in through the chat. But it's difficult to to sit there, type a comment, and then watch them continue talking without acknowledging the comment at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, it's relevant. It's only relevant now. <laughs> so the, the chat's too far behind. They already moved on, and my joke was so laser. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Don't move on. Wait. <laughs> Train left the station without me. Is what just happened. Chasing behind the bus that is our conversation, just rolling on, rolling on. Uh, yeah, I was Peter Parker, and you guys were the bus. I was going to say, like thirty seconds later, we would have had like a a Zoom thing popping up. Like, why is Jeff trying to get back into the Zoom call? And he's like, I just chugged a half a bottle of Nyquil. I'm good to go. I got a joke now. <laughs> like, I have a joke. That was twenty minutes I- ago. Your comic timing couldn't be worse. <laughs> oh, I put a hose in my nose, washed it all out. I'm good to go. <laughs> Gross. I pulled a daredevil neti pot. Oh God. Oh. Oh yeah, that was rough. I, no. I use a neti pot every night, and when I saw that, I still remember like, oh, that had to be dislodged up there for a long time. How could you even breathe? Anyways, oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk about that anymore. Let's go to the feedback. Uh, uh, we're going to send BVK <laughs> here into his uh, feedback cave, where he is going to uh, round up some feedback for us. BVK, go away. <laughs> what? That's what all the kids chant when the monster that is BVK <laughs> is in their horror movie. It's like a chant from Nightmare on Elm Street or something. You got the one kid like reading the book saying that, another kid ringing the bell. Like lighting a candle, salt circle out. <laughs> He's really turned into a, a demon. 
<laughs> Why do we do that? Why do we make BVK a demon in this situation? I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> this, this tracks. Yeah. All right, Jeff. We got a bunch of pages of feedback. Thank you guys so much for sending in all the feedback. Uh, really, really appreciate you guys. It, it really makes the show so much better to have more than our brains talking about this show. Um, so let's, let's do it. Yep. Let's do it. Yep. We're not going to do a Jeff's corner because this whole damn show is my corner. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It is. We Nothing didn't do a Jeff's right. corner. Yeah. No. Do you want to have a Jeff's corner? No. no. I, I honestly literally do not want to because I don't want to take up any more time with my shenanigans. <laughs> okay. I respect that. So, I respect that. <laughs> Lydia Herbert, one of our patrons, says, OMG, guys, that episode was great. I loved Loki being his cheeky and charming self. He's not had much time in the films to show himself, and that ending, I knew it was her, but still, a great reveal. Yeah. Absolutely, I agree. Fully agree. 100%. I mean, we're in just such a blessed time right now to be able to get so much time with these characters. Like, all of them. Every character from all of these shows. It's not a TVA joke. We just love having all this time with our characters. <laughs> Do you have any time at the TVA? It's all outside of time. Let's not get into a discussion of that. I mean, time flows differently there. It's true. So. <laughs> it's true. I will say, Lydia, though, that was a fantastic episode. I had one small gripe that was not really even a gripe uh, like about the the characters or anything it's just i feel like i was kind of let down from the from the trailers a little bit i feel like i was promised some loki caused maybe even accidentally some historical uh disasters mm. or some historical things uh, as a part of this uh process or the show and so far they've only used the historical things like vesuvius and db cooper just kind of for laughs well no he caused db cooper like I mean, I agree it was for yeah, laughs. Yeah, he did that, but it wasn't as a part of the show. Right. Like, it wasn't as a part of the show, That's and it was true. just for laughs. That's true. This is not as much of a, like, jump through time and see different adventure moments through time. Like, this, like we thought it might right. be. That's my expectations not being managed correctly by me. Like, that's that disappointment is sure. on me, again. Um, much like <laughs> much like WandaVision, but on maybe a smaller scale. Right. Um, so, it's it's not not a bad thing against the show i just didn't manage my expectations anyway right. so jeffrey james another one of our patrons sent us an email says it's interesting that the technology that we see in the building is all from the 1960s and 1970s but the vista of the city is very futuristic i thought they dwelled on it too long because a lot of it was obviously painted and not part of a 3d model either virtual or actual but i'm wondering whether that was intentional because the very next thing that loki says is that's not real the similarities of the TVA to the bureaucracy in the Umbrella Academy are pretty obvious, so check me on this. The comic book showed the TVA as a bureaucracy, correct? Prior to the Umbrella Academy comic? So maybe the Umbrella Academy was copying Marvel? I'm just wondering who's copying who. Hmm. I think that's something that I'm going to have to defer to BVK, because I don't know. Right. Well, even even then, like... The idea of a bureaucratic organization, it's not only appeared in Marvel. You know, a bureaucratic sort of like time cop sort of organization. I don't know. Uh, the, the Adjustment Bureau comes no, to mind. strictly a Marvel thing. 
<laughs> so those are not the two, only two uh, verses that it's shown up in. And comics has a history of borrowing, quote unquote, borrowing from other uh, properties out there. So, I mean, the TBA has been around a lot longer than Umbrella Academy. So, who knows? It's it's a concept that's yeah. consistent through different things. So, no, I think the TBA started in. They, they mentioned it last week, actually, in the, the Thor three seventy eight. I think. When the, the, he was going to level 378, and that was the first appearance of the TVA, and I think that was in the 80s. And obviously, the Umbrella Academy was written in the mid-2015s, I think, whenever the Jared Way from My Chemical Romance was taking a break from the band. He started writing Umbrella Academy, so. Yeah. As far as I know. Yeah. Hmm. It's just whether or not it was a, a bureaucracy is the, the question. Because, um... Hmm. I mean, I, I, I remember reading that um, the Fantastic Four did a lot of, you know, they had a lot of uh, contention with the, the Time Cops or whatever, the Minutemen, and they were more like, um, I think they were robots that just, like, showed up to be angry about variants in time, but I don't remember, like, I don't remember ever coming across them in any of the comics that I read, but, you know, I, I'm not, like... The big comic guy, contrary to popular belief. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the MCU has a good way of taking a concept and working it, not adapting it 100%, because that way you don't know what's coming. You sort of have a feel, but at least yeah. you, you get the general idea, but you're not, you know, you know what exactly what's going to happen, So, which is great. They massage it a little bit. Yeah. Like, here's where yeah, I think we're going to, with it. Get but, it to fit the narrative, right? Yeah. Mephisto confirmed, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. We're getting hmm. Mephisto in exactly the right way that Mephisto would have come in if they were like directly lifting it from comics. That's exactly what I've uh, what I've taken in from watching all of these things. That's the information that I gathered from it. Uh, you may be wrong, but you know that's your prerogative. <laughs> there. It is interesting that they go with the 60s and 70s or even like 50s aesthetic on some of these shows because like, I guess it kind of is the earliest technology where it seems like you could even have this, like a controller for this device. Like what's an earlier tech? Like you can't run around with typewriters and do much with this. Tell that to the hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hipster time travelers. I just think about like, if you're wanting a retro look, where do you go? Like, because if you use the, like, the aesthetic of today, you just end up with, like, iPads. And if you try to look forward, right. you end up with, like, fancy iPads because you, people don't have that much imagination or, like, holographic interfaces. So, like, yeah. if you're trying to go retro, yeah. I feel like this sort of, this sort of era makes a lot of sense. I like the the Minority Report version where it's, you know, it's all oh, yeah. hand gestures and he's, like, that's using how control his sl- computer. sling ring or whatever. Oh, yeah. man. Next up, we got Caliber Explosion, and another patron says, If Loki was pulled from 2012, why would the TVA show him his future? They're already concerned about the fact that he disrupted the sacred timeline by removing himself with the Tesseract, and he is the god of mischief. Wouldn't it be in their best interest to not show him his future, or his determined future, for the sake of him pulling a fast one on him, just to go back to his timeline to do the opposite? I don't think they care. I think that he, like, they don't think of him as a threat. Like, you say here, uh, Caliber Explosion, that he he is the god of mischief, but to them, to them that means nothing. Like, they say it in this episode, they're like, 
well, we've tracked hundreds of you Lokis. Like you Lokis are a very common yeah. variant. And we are we're in like apparently not a big deal normally. It's just this one Loki is particularly bad that they're dealing with this uh the female Loki. Yeah. In the first episode he said like, you know, I, I specialize in uh the tracking of especially dangerous variants, you know, not like you, you're just a little pussycat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they really they really don't seem to have any respect for him at all. <laughs> yeah, like none whatsoever. Yeah. So I mean, I, I guess they're 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 pulling a cad bane. Like once you figured out one Loki, you've figured them all out. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Cat Bane? What are you talking about? Uh, cad Cad Bane is uh, a bounty hunter in the Star Wars universe. He showed up on the most recent episode of Bad Batch. Ah, uh, okay. He basically was like, you know, you figure out how to take down one clone, you've figured out how to take them all down. Like, right. I'm right. not going to be surprised by you. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, a little, little cross-Disney joke there. Anyway, I'm only a little bit embarrassed by it. Oh, dopey. Bad Batch is a hell of a show. <laughs> it is so good. It's so good. Anyway. We're talking about Loki. We're talking about Loki. Damn it. Yeah, we are. Let's see. Ken Wong says, <laughs> Matt was saying, my home state is brought up for the first time in the MCU and they're destroying it. <laughs> and he says, remember, Matt, Alabama's a people, not a place. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fav- favorite feedback of the week. Thank you, Ken. I will, I will do my best to remember oh. that after 2050 and the Alabama Ragnarok, that Alabama is a people, <laughs> not a place. Thank it's, you. It's not an Alabama Ragnarok. You pronounced it wrong. It's Ragnarok. Ragnarok. That's not. Ragnarok. I don't know anyone that talks like that. Uh, you you ain't never had to get a wash rag. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I kind of felt the same way whenever the the episode uh, took us that direction. It was like uh, the guy said Haven Hills, Alabama. I was like, hold on, what? Where? Like mm. immediately pulled out maps on the phone. I was like, that's not a place. it's not a real place damn it marvel yet jeff yet yet yeah we're gonna make it a place and then it's gonna get wiped off the map let's do that that seems like a good use of our lives they're calling their shot (laughs) yeah we're gonna (laughs) that's that's the uh the the stranded panda uh community like the physical community of stranded panda is gonna be having you like create haven hills alabama on google and make it redirect to like have a website that redirects to stranded panda <laughs> oh my god yeah right it's not like that's never happened before. i'm not gonna do that yet yeah there, no that that idea has never come up <laughs> no, there's, uh, there's a somebody did that with an island oh we did it wait we did it did we do it i think we might have done it back on pursuit of the trivial Wow, I was like, somebody did that, and then I was like, I oh. think we did. Like, I think I think Spencer created Pursuit of the Trivial Island. It was like an island in the middle of a pond, and he, like, claimed it on Google <laughs> that it was Pursuit of the Trivial Island, and then, like, I don't know, just, just to be silly. I like it. I like it. Well, uh, I guess, I guess we can't do that, since it's not uh, an original thing no, man. anymore. We can totally do that. Totally okay. original. Okay. Steve Abramowitz sent us an email as a guy's end ash. I don't know why he says it like a question mark. Because she's anyway. not here. See? 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's <laughs> it's us, but also Ash, since she's not here. Uh, holy sh- bleep! What's up with that on the cast now? Apple edit. Anyway, you opened a huge Pandora's box. If Grant, last seen in Logan, is old man Loki, there are no space lizards. There is Loki running the TVA, right? OMG, huge. Young variant Loki wins by using Mobius and Mobius to take over the most powerful force in the universe, quote unquote. I'm going to burn this place to the ground. Mind blown. <laughs> Those are some big swings. Those are some big Those swings. Those are some big swings. I... I love the idea that uh, that actor is playing an older version of Loki. He totally fits the part. And like, I love the idea that he might be behind the TVA in some form. Maybe he's one of the, one of the space lizards. I call them space lizards so much. I can't remember what they're actually called sometimes. (laughs) Timekeepers. I know right now, but I, I like, I want it to be, you're going to hate me for this map, but um, the timekeepers are just an idea. They're dead. They're gone. They are no more. But the person who took over, played by Richard E. Grant, still allows the idea of them to to permeate, right? So that his position as the the leader or whatever the um, yeah. the ruler of time is solidified and and safe, uh, so that Mephisto can do whatever he wants. Uh, yeah, possibly. But he also could just be like Loki pulling what he pulled on Odin, you know, taking the throne from the timekeepers yeah. and then like letting everyone think it's still the timekeepers. So they keep serving faithfully. Yeah. And it's really yeah. Loki on the throne of the TVA, whatever that means. Yeah, it's it's Loki on the throne, but actually it's Mephisto. <laughs> Nope, I refuse to acknowledge any of the last part of your uh, your theory. <laughs> it's like, you had me in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> to answer Steve Provost's first question about the bleeping, yeah, so we found out that we were getting, like, way less traction on YouTube, supposedly, because of uh, curses, curse words, which we don't do much anyway. Like, we, we maybe curse once or twice an episode, if that. So... We've always said we wanted to stay in, like, the PG-13 range. So, like, it's just not a big deal to bleep. And then once... It, it, it's a bunch of extra editing for me to bleep for the YouTube and not for the podcast edit. So, I've just been bleeping. Plus, we've had a lot of people write in saying they listen there with their kids. And one guy even wrote in... I, I'm, I wish I could remember his name. One guy wrote in and said, Oh, yeah, I listen to it and then I to make sure there's nothing in there too objectionable. And then I go listen to it with my kid. <laughs> and I was like, Oh... <laughs> So at least we can take out the curses. It's like, it's, if if it's already good for yeah. the YouTube channel anyway. Like, but if if there's like a big uproar that we should leave the curses in, let us know. We, we're happy to serve. Uh, <laughs> but at I, I, this juncture, we honestly we've also just gotten big enough that like it makes sense to try to clean things up and be all legit and not be too offensive. Yeah, it, it makes it seem a little bit more um, real. <laughs> yeah thanks to all of you guys um the show has gotten a chance to grow and like uh, a lot of that is you guys putting in the five-star reviews and stuff so thank you thank you thank you thank you um we've we've hit pretty high on the charts uh during loki because it's just the most a really popular show right now and we're we're one of the bigger shows oh, yeah. covering it or at least one of the most, more visible ones when you search for loki we're we're right there um so thank you guys that's 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 because of you guys so thank you 
Emily Sissel sent us a tweet says, So I'm thinking that these time bombs and branches breaking out the multiverse are why Wanda can hear her kiddos at the end of WandaVision. Uh, the multiverse opens and Wanda can then hear her kids and get them back, or something along those lines as we get more info about all these branches. We also have the theory that the variant is actually Old Man Loki, and what we think is Lady Loki is actually Enchantress, a.k.a. Loki's daughter, and she is doing some of his dirty work for him. Hmm. I didn't realize, I'd heard the theory that she was Enchantress um, going around. I'd never heard that she was his daughter. I guess, I, I don't know the character of Enchantress at all. Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, um, Enchantress Amora was not related to, to anybody. Like, she wanted to marry Thor um, and, like, hmm. have him be a, basically a thrall. Um, and she had um, Executioner um, Scourge as her, like, always there with her kind of dude. Um, but yeah, as far as, like, being related to anybody, I don't know. The only the only family I can think of is Lorelai. Um, that was her sister. And we actually saw a Lorelai um, in... Was it, it was the episode Yes Men in, I think it was season one of Agents of yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so her sister, basically. Um, roughly the same kind of powers. Um, okay, yeah. cool. Well, uh, so the, the other the other thing Emily mentions is the thing about the multiverse and possibly the multiverse breaking out right here. The, the bomb of, on the sacred timeline might be why she, Wanda is able to hear her children. And I think that's a good call. And it is very possible that this is happening before. See, here's the thing. <laughs> it's possible this is happening before WandaVision. But what does before mean to the TVA? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah it really doesn't matter we, if the sacred timeline got bombed right. anywhere along it mm -hmm. and things are spinning out. It doesn't matter when yeah, it Yeah, it doesn't matter when it happened. Those timelines just now exist and can now interact with the sacred timeline if so if she's if if Wanda lives in the sacred timeline which we're assuming at this point she does then yeah uh, then like i it doesn't matter it just somehow she is existing after the multiverse had been created or recreated or whatever so yeah, yeah. i don't know reset yeah i don't know uh let's see jack brancho said guys you mentioned something in the in the week one podcast that I think is absolutely right, but then you proved yourselves wrong. But I think you're mm, right. Interesting. <laughs> you mentioned Wanda was searching the multiverse for her children, but the multiverse couldn't exist. Think about the timing, though. Loki is set during Endgame, whilst WandaVision is set after it. Wanda may be the first person to tap into the multiverse in that last scene of WandaVision. I, and that goes right along with Exactly that. what we're saying. Yeah, just exactly <laughs> the same thing. It's like, yes, you're right, Jack, but also... What does after mean to the TVA? Like, the, we just don't know how they interact with time, except they kind of look at it as one big thing. So, yes, if she is communicating with the multiverse, it would have had to happen in the universe that exists after these branches have been created. <laughs> well, like, if you look at the timeline itself, there's a bunch of branches going out. Right. Like, across the whole timeline. So... You know, after that has been created is literally any point in time. Exactly. Exactly. She just has to exist. And she does. <laughs> well, we, we know that it's not, it's not in the five years that everybody was gone. <laughs> right. I actually, I have no idea what you mean by that, but we'll come back to that in a second. 
somehow the TVA is existing with a forward momentum of time. And I, I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but like how we don't, we do not understand how the TVA, the TV, it's almost like the TVA's time is a completely different beast than what are the way our time right. flows. It flows differently here. Yeah, their their is, time is flows is. relative to them, right? But not relative to the rest of the the sacred timeline or the rest of the multiverse. Exactly. So when Jack says this happens during in game, this happens post in game. That that is an anachronism. Like, yeah, it happens at all of those times. Yeah, it ha- this is happening at all of the times. Yeah, this this always happens. That Wandavision, if she is reaching out to the multiverse, would have to be happening. After this event happens, according to the TVA. <laughs> it's so confusing. It's so hard to talk about. So, from the per- <laughs> from the perspective of the TVA, it happens after. But it really doesn't matter because, you know, multiverse, timeline, whatever. Uh, and to circle back, uh, what I meant was... It it's not in the five year span where everybody was blipped because she was also gone, so she didn't exist at that point. Oh, sure, but we know that we know that it doesn't so happen there because she. Yeah, right. Because she's experiencing it after. There is still a branch of the multiverse, probably like we saw where the, all the branches were going. Like there, theoretically, there could be one or more branches that were within that five year blip uh, that is split off to where like you know this is a bad time where. Nothing oh, like the fixed. blip still exists in that other branch, or like the blip was never fixed. Yeah, right. that's true. Yeah, like, but somehow her children exist. So we're so, assuming that either the blip didn't happen, or she came back from the blip and created them, or they were created. Their souls were reincarnated into other bodies somehow, uh, as the comics sort of do. Yeah, or um, it could be completely unrelated to this uh, this branching uh, multiverse. Mm-hmm. Could be completely it unrelated. Could, it, yeah, she could be <laughs> reaching to another dimension like an afterlife, or she could be hearing them as pieces of Mephisto's soul or whatever. Like, they, they could be in another dimension yeah. instead of another timeline. <laughs> I mean, they could be... They could have been recreated in space. In space! Across across the galaxy. Yeah. Uh what was now? This was this was Coulson or Sarge and oh, that's right six. by uh, the the, the Shrike. <laughs> the the Shrike could have recreated her children. That's that's probably what happened. Yeah, the Shrike could have recreated her children <laughs> somewhere else across the galaxy. Yeah. She's got to go sure. get them. That's that's we solved it. All right, next yeah, couple here. We got there. <laughs> the boss uh, sent us a tweet at MCU cast. Do you think the twist in Loki is that multiple timelines do exist and TVA's job is to keep each one separate from each other or that it's possible for multiple timelines to exist, which female Loki is trying to make alive TVA just want one timeline, maybe, you know, for control or anything like that. To talk about that one, the boss, um, I, I feel awkward that I have to call you the boss, but I'm okay with it. Enigma 57. <laughs> Enigma 57. You can call him Enigma 57. It could be Bruce Springsteen, so I'm going to call him the boss. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. I guess that's better than Edward Enigma. Yeah, true. Uh, do you think the twist in Loki is that multiple timelines do exist? I think that's interesting. We had a couple of things about this written in. I, I'm, we may get to them, but like people saying things like, 
why if you why do we trust Ms. Minutes at all? Like why do we think that propaganda piece because we know she's being well, we think she's being overly doting on the timekeepers. Is anything yeah. she said true? Did the multiverse exist? Is there a sacred timeline? Or is this all just, you know, puffery to keep people in, under control that they want to keep under control? Puffery. I like it. <laughs> Thanks. My thinking on that is that she is not only is Miss Minutes a propaganda piece, which she, I think she is within the story, but as she functions for the show, she is exposition. And I think it would be bad writing to have her give a five minute explainer on what is going on in the first episode. And then in the last episode go just for it to be completely just wrong. kidding. Like, like here, watch, watch six. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Watch six episodes of this show. We're establishing what is going on. And then we're going to have you operate in the world as if that's going on. <laughs> These are the rules. Nope. <laughs> I think it's possible. There's some piece of it that she's like, and I think it's very likely that the timekeepers are not all they're cracked up to be, according to Miss Minutes and according to Mobius. But right, I think that the basic I think structure, the major beats, yeah, yeah, the 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 skeleton is still the same, but maybe the 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 face, the mask of it is quite or is not quite the same. Sure. It's a little different, you know. They they're tyrants if you think about it from the control exactly. aspect. You know, they're they're controlling multiple universes worth of people. Uh, that's a lot. That, that's a lot of control to implement. We're all cattle to them, basically. Yeah. But, you know, it, it could also be that, you know, depending on what could happen, depending on the bad things of, you know, multiverses clashing together and, and having the multiversal war or whatever, could be a good reason for it. Right. But we don't know at this point because we haven't gotten to talk to them. We haven't even gotten to see them, actually. Yeah, totally. It fascinates me to think that, like, we are thinking these TV... At least I am. And honestly, I hear a lot of people really being TVA slash Timekeeper defenders. A lot of people are like, like, no, the (laughs) Timekeeper... Timekeeper apologists. They are. And I'm like, (laughs) I don't see why everybody thinks these Timekeepers are so, so good. Like, I think Ms. Minutes is pure propaganda. They're so benevolent. They do. Like, everyone's like, yeah, but you gotta protect the timeline. I'm like, why are you guys worshipping the timekeepers? <laughs> They're like, surely... Their powers are beyond us, man. <laughs> yeah. This is the, this is the most powerful force in the universe. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going for it. I'm not going for the timekeepers. Like, I think it's likely that they have a good point. I mean, a multiverse war sounds really bad. Yeah, it does. I mean, if you keep talking like that, you're going to get pruned. And I, I don't want to be pruned, Matt. (laughs) You, you accept our new timekeeper overlords. (laughs) I mean, they've done okay for me so far. Negro 57 in another tweet says, Adams, you cast the universal themes in each of the TV shows, trauma slash grief, racism, equality, and fate, destiny, religion, philosophy. Every one of them is a home run. Mm. I agree. So I far, agree. it has been stellar. I had actually I had somebody, uh, somebody messaged me today. One of my coworkers was like, okay, so I watched Loki this weekend how is it so good? And I was like, well, it's because Marvel Studios is directly involved. Mm-hmm. And, and she was like, 
okay, uh, was WandaVision this good? And I was like, WandaVision is going to blow your fucking mind. Mm -hmm. Yes. Go watch all of it. It's all out. Like, you can binge the whole thing. Like, honestly, I envy her right. being able to go and just binge watch the whole thing without having to, like, sit there for a week at a time in between each one going, what does it mean? I was like, you're going to want to watch the first four, like, all at once, mm-hmm. just right out of the gate so that, you know, you get really hooked. Uh, and then when you're done with that, go and watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier because it was also awesome. Somehow, people haven't seen some of these shows. I don't, yeah. I don't know how. I don't know why. It, all the advertising is there. You know, a lot of people don't have Disney Plus yet, and, like, I think a lot of people, like, are, there's a little bit of that, uh, like, subscription fatigue that's happening where people are like, well, I've already gotten Netflix and Hulu, and, like, when I hear people talk about whatever, I don't even know, CBS or Paramount Plus or whatever, I start to be like, okay, I, my eyes are glazing over, you gotta give me a reason to get on it, um, which they did, because Star Trek, but, like... There are other, there are, that's a bad example, but there are other ones that I, I definitely get like glaze over and I'm like, I don't care about that. And if I were looking at it from the outside, like not being a Marvel fan who like follows this stuff and talks about it on a podcast, if I thought all the shows were going to be like Marvel's previous shows, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all that, like I might not have bought Disney Plus right away. I might have waited and like, oh, I'll binge it one day or whatever. But I am that guy, so. I love it. I think it's, they've been great. <laughs> I mean, there was a considerable amount of time, a considerable amount of time. A considerable. There was a while where I was like not on board the HBO Max train or the HBO, you know, HBO Go, whatever, uh, because like there wasn't anything that I just was like solidly wanting to watch on there. Like right. maybe Game of Thrones at the time, but like <laughs> I was saying to to my wife, like we could get HBO Max for like a month and just binge the entirety of Game of Thrones and then cancel it once mm-hmm. you know once we've caught up on the rest of our shows and have time to do that and we still haven't done that but that's beside the point but you know it it is it is kind of subscription fatigue in that like you know we cut the cord on cable but then we get all of these other subscriptions and it's like oh this is the same cost as you know, it's just, it's a split cost across all of these different right. subscriptions now. I myself, um, I, I lucked out in that I got, um, a year of Disney Plus for free from, I think it was from mm-hmm. Verizon. Uh, and then now, uh, Disney Plus and Hulu and I think ESPN Plus are all part of my phone subscription oh, at wow. this point. So like, I just get those for free and I pay a little bit extra for the Hulu no ads thing. It's like $6 extra a month. Um, So like Verizon offers that, like you can get Disney plus just go get one of the more expensive phone carrier plans (laughs) uh, that exist. I think you're, you're right. I think that people just are getting that subscription fatigue. And I think it's, it may be a thing where people eventually come and like catch up on it. And who knows, maybe Disney plus will really gain the subscribers once these shows really get around. And I think Loki, if our numbers are any indication, I think Loki is more popular than either of those other two shows so far. I think that more people are following along. I feel like compared to the other characters that have been kind of the star of those shows, Loki, uh, especially, you know, Tom Hiddleston just as a Mm -hmm. whole has been a, a more popular character throughout the history of the MCU. Well, he's someone who's from phase one, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's been there since, you know, Thor number one. Um, and, you know, he really came into his own in Avengers. Like, he had the entirety of Hall H 
at San Diego Comic-Con, like, kneeling to him, <laughs> or, like, just shouting his name when he came out on stage in costume, That's you know? That's amazing. He's like, say my name! And they were like, oh, God! And he's like, ah! He ate that shit up. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. But, dude. like, you know, the the character is super popular, so I guess it makes sense, you know? I I, I guess it makes sense for that. Yeah. I just, I, I wish that, I wish that people saw the the awesomeness that is WandaVision before now because like I feel like you know we've been in this kind of echo chamber For with sure. the rest of the Stranded Panda community of like it's so good and everybody's like I oh, know it's so good but then like we're the only ones saying it right you know everybody who's a mega fan already loves it mm-hmm. I do think it's getting around I mean like I showed my mom an episode last week or actually about a, a couple weeks ago and she's been talking about how good it was um, and how, how she wants to go finish it. And I'm like, great, you're in for a weird ride because you have no idea what it's about. You just you just saw that first episode. <laughs> I was like, it's going to be weird. I'm excited. The, was it Loki or WandaVision, WandaVision that you showed her? Okay. Yeah, when I showed my mom WandaVision, she just watched all of it that day immediately. That's rad. My, my mom doesn't know any of the Marvel stuff, though. So, like, she just, she's seen a few of the movies, you know, but, like, she's not hasn't followed it really. And so watching, watching yeah. it, was, she just was like, what is this old TV show? I was like, Oh no, it's not old. It's new. <laughs> she fully bought in. No, not old. Very new. Let's, uh, let's get back to the feedback. We got a, uh-huh. we got a, oh, we got a voicemail up okay, next sorry. actually. Um, okay. I will play that voicemail now. I don't have to read. Hey guys, I was also calling to see, uh, if y'all sign up on, on this idea. What if it's Loki trying to, like, become the ruler of, like, all time, pretty much? So he wants to overthrow the timekeepers. He gets to the end when he finally meets them, and it's Kang. And Kang is the one who ultimately kills Loki. I don't know. It just kind of seems like they're setting up Kang because, I mean, we know he's going to be in Quantumania. And I very much doubt that Kang would be taken out, you know, by Ant-Man and the Wasp. He's such a big villain. That I don't think that, you know, I know he's going to be introduced and he's going to be the villain in that one, or he's going to be the villain in that one, but I don't think they would introduce and one off him in one movie. So I think this Loki show is setting up Kang. I don't know. I just, I, I want to so badly believe that Kang is the one to, to be the main villain of his Loki show and that he somehow got like the Fantastic Four captures or something. I really just want to see the Fantastic Four in this show. And I hope that, you know, they kept it secret enough to where it's a legit surprise. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, love you 3000. Hey man, love you 3002. I don't think he said his name, but thanks for thanks for calling in. What do you think? I love it. I love the theory. I, you know, just outside of the, uh, the obvious, um, Reed Richards being great for, uh, for my draft, my, uh, my hero draft. <laughs> um, <laughs> outside of that, I just, I really like the idea of, of Kang being introduced in this, in this time, you know, related show the way that this is. I mean, it's right up his alley. It's bread and butter for him. Right. Like, of course, of course it, it makes the most sense for Kang to show up here. And then for the quantum realm to have been how, like, Tony Stark and and co figured out how to use to, or how to access time travel for that to kind of be like the the next logical step to finding Kang or 
the next logical step in as far as the movies go yeah. for Kang to show up because like Quantumania being the next one, like yeah, it it tracks and uh, to the to the point of the Fantastic Four, um, like you were saying, Hank uh, Hank Pym and Reed Richards are you know two of the biggest brains on the planet, and they work together a lot. So it would be really easy to have old man Hank Pym say, you know, I used to know the scientist and like recognize Reed, and you know these these guys have been gone for a while. I don't know where they've been. Oh wait, we found them here in the in the quantum realm or like in a different place. You know, at the end of time or wherever Kang is, uh, you know, they've been captured. Much the same way that uh, Mephisto had them captured, and I wanted that theory to pan out with Doctor mm-hmm. Strange. Basically, I just want <laughs> Reed Richards and family to have been captured and then yeah. show up. I do feel like a lot of the Kang theories going around, it does feel a lot like Mephisto. Like, the, the same sort of theories that we yep. were all batting around. But, like, it, it feels more likely to me as someone who didn't really care for the Mephisto theories all that much, like I, I thought it's likely I, I, but I thought, I thought Mephisto was pretty likely too. I guess I just didn't, I wasn't emotionally invested cause I don't care about him from comics or anything. Um, but I, I find Kang's story much more interesting and it really aligns with what's going on here. Um, the idea that there's someone at the edge of time, making time flow a certain way, making time happen a certain way so that, that that's what Kang does. That's literally what Kang does. And like they even say in this episode, yeah. like the timekeepers have 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 this much of the timeline finished, but they're at the end of time and they're crafting their their final moments or whatever. Like they're still crafting it. And like that's Kang, right? Like that's what he does. Is he like rewrites time to keep, make himself stronger and better? And um, and this feels like the kind of thing he would do. Like create a yeah. create a it's, little like writes, bureaucracy to do that for him, you know. Yeah, he, he's just automating things. That's all, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's just got time time control on autopilot. What do you think the likelihood is that the TVA is in the quantum realm? Fifty um, percent. They either I, are I, or they are not. I'm going like 90. I think it's 90% that like okay. the TVA is in the quantum realm. I think there's a good bit of evidence to that effect. I don't say this often, but I agree with Matt. Ha! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Go back to your cave. <laughs> Obviously, they, they, they've dropped stuff between, they've dropped stuff with A saying that time moves, flows differently here like they yeah, did in that, the quantum that, realm. That line is clearly like a, a nod to the other line. Time Time moves differently here. Yeah, and also that picture, the one they showed in Ant-Man and the Wasp, I think, that city that was in the quantum realm sort of has a look like Yeah, that TVA, little blink so. and you miss city. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've been saying yeah. since I think we our, our first Loki episode. Like, I think the city that they showed kind of resembles that city that we kind of, that we see a glimpse of in Ant-Man. Tom Fitzgerald sent us a uh, Facebook message. Hey guys, listening to your discussion about the trial that the variants stand... My thoughts on this are that if the variant is there, not by their own doing, and they are a victim of a new timeline, then they are found not guilty and are then housed in the TVA and that huge infrastructure and put to work in some capacity, maybe as a chef or an agent, depending on their skill set. Keep up the fantastic work. That is possible that they, like, make them indentured servants. (laughs) Like, if if they're not guilty, then they still have to be servants of the TVA. That's kind of dark, too. Like, there's no real positive 
to to have to having those trials and having them. I don't know. They, there's no real positives to the TVA, honestly. Like unless the, like the war <laughs> has to be real bad for it to be worth them deciding that no one else has freedom. You know. Right. Yeah. Like this is this is the way that you have to live. It's not good. It's it's, it's troubling. troubling. It's 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 why I don't get why everyone is acting like they're worshiping the TVA. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> Andre Sparks says, "Hey Jeff, Matt, and Ashley. Thank hey. you, Andre." Uh, he says, we have been thinking that one of the timekeepers is Kang, but what if he starts out as an agent like Mobius? In the office scene, they continuously bring up the mysterious other agent a lot. Uh, what do you all think? Who do you think it could be? Take care, Andre. Honestly, I just think the the other analyst that, that Mobius keeps bringing up uh, is just an offhand thing where she says, you're not the only other, or you're not the only analyst working for me. Uh, it's just for him to uh to have his little sprinkling of of yeah. jealousy. I think it can be interpreted that way for sure and I think they want it to be interpreted that way. But I think there may be something to this that like maybe oh. there's something going on. Yeah, they want it to be interpreted that way. So it's obviously Mephisto. <laughs> well, uh, you were telling me BVK right before we started recording and I feel like this is okay. I guess this is comics knowledge, so if you don't want to know any comics knowledge, don't listen to the next 30 seconds. But BBK, you were telling me this character, um, Res, mm, how do you say her name? Reslin? Ravona Renslayer. Ravona Renslayer. Uh, she in the comics has a connection to Kang, right? Yep. Yeah. Kang pretty much like just lusted after her. Okay. So, so what if Kang is like a TVA agent that, is like working towards like like he's a normal TV agent right now, but then he gets disillusioned with the timekeepers and does like try to take over from them, and then that becomes Kang, um, and then he exits the quantum realm, and you know we meet we meet her we meet her other uh, her other guy, and it's Tick from uh, Lovecraft Country. I don't remember his <laughs> real name. Um, the guy's playing Kang, Jonathan something. Uh- Jonathan Majors. That's it. I think a lot of the Kang theories have like merit, but again, it could be the next Mephisto. I'm never saying it's for sure, but it like they're they're seeming impossible. Kang Fisto confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're putting a little bit more into this than the Mephisto in WandaVision. I mean, just having Renslayer in there is is a little bit more of a directing. And plus, we know Kang is coming. Yeah, I, I do think there's something about. Mephisto with WandaVision where it was just like, it, it got to the point where everything that represented the dark side of like demons and such became a confirmation of Mephisto. But we're watching a show about Scarlet Witch, right? Like, and it's these witches, like, so, so some of it, I think was definitely like a nod towards Mephisto and other things were just like, oh, that's just a witchy thing to say, you know? Or Mephisto is going to show much. up very soon. <laughs> Yeah, what if Mephisto is the other agent now, and it's like, wait a second, don't wrong show. You're pulling this into the wrong thing. You're like, son of a bitch, guys, come on. Of course, it it could be. It could be not like this. (laughs) Not like this. Not like this. Not like this. Like this. It could be the same thing we're saying though, because we're also saying all that stuff about Kang being possible. But a lot of the reasons we think it's possible is because it's. 
people dealing with time travel and trying to set up a timeline that makes sense for them. But that also could just be the timekeepers, you know? Yeah. TVA's mission in comics is not the same. So it does seem weird that they change the mission here to this thing that is very Kang like. (laughs) The, the character um, of Ravana Renslayer is also very different here than mm-hmm. it was in the comics. Is she like a princess? Yeah, she was a princess of a rival uh, kingdom. Like the last bastion uh, standing against um, standing against Kang in his conquering of Earth in like the 30th or 40th century Fort, or whatever 40th it is. 40th century Earth. She's a daughter of King Corellius. Oof. Yeah. It's not anything even related to the TVA. So it's just it's the name. Though. I don't know. Maybe so you, you don't pull that name. Yeah the the name the name tracks the name is there. So you know it could just be that this is how they adapted it, or this right. could lend merit to the theory that she was plucked out of the timeline and put to work in the TVA. Yeah, hmm. that's possible. That, that whole indentured servitude thing, and she could yeah you know be snapped out of it and be like, I am a princess. How dare you? <laughs> we talked about this. We got. I don't know if you're here for this part, Jeff, but uh, I was here for all of it. The idea that these people who are in the TVA, like it's said that the timekeepers created them, but is that true? Like, is that one of the things that Miss Mar Miss uh, Marvel Miss Minutes is lying about? You know, could it be that like right. they they're from other timelines and such that we like we've talked about? Like they're 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 versions from other timelines that are just brought here, kind of like what this uh, this person's saying. But maybe it's like maybe it's not just variants. Maybe it's just like complete other timelines they destroyed that are being uh, taken in and put to work as the TVA somehow. Well, rewritten. I mean, if <clears throat> well, uh, here's okay, 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 okay. Mm. Oof, this is a big one. Follow me on this. <laughs> okay, swing it, ba- swing away, buddy. It has nothing to do with Mephisto, okay? Okay, I like this. I like this this theory better than any of your other theories. <laughs> I already like it. <laughs> In WandaVision, we had people that were enslaved by Wanda to play certain parts, and they didn't, as far as we know, they were, uh, they were aware of it within themselves. But what if something similar to that, but extrapolated, like on a larger scale, is happening with the TVA, in that these people were plucked out of the timeline and then put to work, and the the timekeepers or the TVA did create this person that we see. They created this persona and applied it to that person. So when they get snapped out of it, they you know they are um, uh, they revert back to their old uh, persona or you know some weird combination of. Either a person that was watching all of that happen, similar to WandaVision, or uh, they just drop the the old or the they drop the facade. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's possible. Uh, we had someone write in something similar about like how this TVA sort of feels like the people from WandaVision. The fact that they have such like yeah, like 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 their storylines are thin. Like the fact that Casey doesn't know what a fish is, you know, like almost like this is all right. a show or something. Which could be. Yeah. He's hmm. lived his whole life behind a desk. That doesn't make sense. Unless he's a robot. Mm-hmm. Or... Buckets. 
Well, he, he, he eats, though. I was thinking that because it was the whole them being in the lunchroom last week. Unless that's just a... Uh, yeah, you know, with the salad. Of his, with the salad. Yeah, with the salad and the juice box and the... <laughs> yeah. You know. Sometimes yeah, I can see your, th- your theory works a, a bit where it's just like, yeah, they were put in there, but they have all their previous life wiped. Hmm. This idea of it just being a trick, like, what if this is all like a trick to like... Just a trick for Loki. Like this is all some sort of fever dream, or like a like a world being created <laughs> this is for him. Tahiti. Yeah, this is Tahiti for I don't, him. I mean, that's a really bad idea because it would just be like it's similar to what we did it said earlier. Like, here's the rules of the show. Oh, rules are gone. Those rules don't matter anymore. New rules. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> How we hit a few of the uh, live feedbacks. Um, we have John Samoski on YouTube wrote. If there are variants, and we saw so many different Lokis, how do these exist if the branches are not allowed? Shouldn't there only be one Loki? Hmm. It's a really good question. Um, and I had a lot of what? conversation with someone over on uh, over on Facebook about this this week. Um, the idea, the, the problem is that those Lokis seem to have, like, pr- be pretty damn different, right? Like, mm-hmm. and even the female Loki, like, how did she make it to where she is if... If she is female Loki, how did she make it to the age she is without causing a tangent large enough to be pruned? Or was it like a Moses situation? Did her like <laughs> did her did her parents take her in a little basket to an apocalypse when she was a baby and like help let her live an apocalypse her whole life? Cuz that's a weird way to live. <laughs> We run from one apocalypse to the next. Yeah, right? Like, that's kind of fun. Kind of fun. You get the Moses that's, thing, right? That's like, a fun life. They put him in the basket to go down the river or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's fine. What could go wrong with that theory? Nothing. <laughs> but but again, like, how did she get the age she is if she's just, you know, if they, if they prune things quickly? My best thought on this is that, like, some branches aren't different enough to create enough variance energy right away. Like some things happen and they're so crazy. They're so different that they like immediately have so much variance energy. The TVA shows up like Loki disappearing with the Tesseract clearly, but like other differences, they're small enough that that branch, it takes a while for that branch to cross the red line. So they're less priority. If that makes sense. Yeah, but that, that doesn't make sense to me, but it like it it's it's logically consistent at least. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like the theory, but I'm going to present it because it <laughs> kind of fits the rules. Yeah, it, well, it fits I the mean, rules. I just I I don't love it. If you remember, um Loki was looking through the files and when he got to Asgard, there was a a little thing on there about like how much variance there was, like plus mm-hmm. minus or whatever. So, like, every event has an, an amount of variance, um, and I, I believe, like, based on, you know, what I've seen, you know, the theory that I'm formulating, is that once, you know, based on what they said, the, the amount of variance energy builds up until it creates an offshoot. So, there can be some amount of play, there can be some amount of variance, so Loki existing, but as a female, and still doing all the normal right. things is fine. The sacred timeline is intact. to a point. Whoever is controlling this, and at the end of time, they're looking at it and going, okay, we still end up in the same place, so that's fine. But 
Yeah. If you do something that's extreme enough that it creates its own offshoot, you have to be pruned. But I feel like female Loki would be a pretty big thing to be pruned. Not necessarily. I mean, if yeah. if that Loki still progresses through Loki's life as normal, Does the you same know, goes through and gets killed Loki by Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, then gender doesn't really matter. Um, as far as the Loki variants that they show um, in the little hologram or whatever, um, my thought on that is each of those things, each of those uh, instances of Loki was what caused the branch in the timeline. Um, and him being that form or whatever, the Hulk Loki, the whatever other versions, like right. those had to be pruned and they had to be hunted and and, and eradicated. And all they were, this, all, you know, all this makes sense. And it, it makes sense with the idea of the river from, from, uh, into shield and the sticks and the dams yep. and all that stuff. It also makes sense with the, um, time stone thing. The ancient one says like, as long as you bring it back, it's not going to create a, a dark timeline or whatever. But that, also, that almost makes it sound like the Ancient One understands that the Sacred Timeline is a thing. But to, to avoid going into that, uh, what doesn't make <laughs> sense, though, is the sentence that Ms. Minutes says, where she's like, or if you miss a day of work. Well, if you, it's if you miss a day of work when you were not supposed to miss a day of work. It's right. anything that doesn't follow the thing when enough variance energy has built up. But that's what I'm saying. Like, so we're, we're sitting here saying that there's a little bit of play, but then they say, "Yeah, or you miss a day of work," and I guess that like, or, or you're late to work is what they say. It's like I guess it's only if you're late to work. It's not. It's not if you weren't supposed to miss it. It's that you being late to work and you weren't supposed to, and whatever the butterfly effect causes of that being late right. to work are so great that it causes yes. a branch in the timeline. Right, right. It seems like an oversimplification to say, or you're late to work, or you were late to work, because, right, like, it does. That doesn't seem like something that would cascade and cause some sort of monumental, like, but it you could. Know, universal failure in the timeline. But I guess it could. It could, absolutely. Like, the butterfly effect thing makes it so that that's absolutely a possibility, but I wish they'd explained that. I wish Miss Minutes had said that in her thing that, like, if you miss or you miss a day of work and it causes so much variance that it da da da, you know, like it, it makes yeah. it seem it, 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 it didn't do a good job explaining that if that's how it works. And, uh, I think, well, I think that that whole sequence is supposed to be shown to people who are destined to be reset or pruned. Sure. So it doesn't really matter. Right. <laughs> like, right. They can show them this little cartoon to be like, Hey, you know, here's the thing. Okay. And this makes it better, sure, yeah. Well, maybe, away. but that's before the trial, so it could be that they're going to be TVA agents, like Loki ends up. Um, yeah. Who knows? So, anyway. I mean, it seems like that's an unprecedented thing, uh, is the, the feel that I got for it, is him being <laughs> a part of the TVA is not supposed to have happened. I don't see that but like why would he have a jacket why would they have a jacket that says right. variant on my the back point is i don't i don't think it's <laughs> rare that people are taken in from the tva and use their skill sets are used but it seems like a loki being used was what was controversial because they're like no he's dangerous like he's clearly a villain he's gonna stab you in the back like why would you bring him in here 
Like he's, he can't be trusted. Yeah. Like that's, that's the kind of things they keep saying they, they don't go like, you can't use a variant. They go, you can't use that guy. He's an asshole. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know necessarily that they have given me the feeling that it's just Loki. It, it, it feels like B-15 wants to prune everybody. Like, reset everybody, prune everybody, it doesn't matter, any variant. Sure. Gone. Sure. But that could just be B-15. I don't know. Right. I, I haven't, um... But she's the... I haven't had enough given to me, enough evidence shown to me to say that it is all variants or just Loki variants. She's the example they've given us of that kind of soldier, of sort of the military wing of the TVA, and like... I assume it's that my field up. Right. And even, even, even the other ones, like we saw that one, uh, that went back and decided not to Take look. Take a ticket. Right. 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 <laughs> They're all kind of rough. They're all kind of gruff. They, they disintegrate that guy. It's just like, they just seem ready to do what they have to do to protect the timeline. And they don't yeah. really seem to care about the variants. They don't, uh, Mobius may be weird in that. Maybe Mobius may be the only one who cares about some of these variants. Yeah, he seems to be, like, of all the people that we've seen at the TVA, he seems to be the the main one that, like, cares about people at all, regardless <laughs> of where they are in the timeline. Yeah. Because, like, that, that one agent was, like, tearing through their stuff, and he's like, dude, dude, like, chill. Like, these people are scared. Yeah. He's like, yeah, well, they're about to die. Of course they're scared. And he's like, not supposed to be scared of us. We're the good guys. Yeah, I like that <laughs> line a lot. I like, like, we don't need to add to their trauma, you know? What what else you got yeah, in the live yeah. uh, tr- in the live feedback? Okay, Vermillion uh, One says so. There's a second season confirmed coming. You guys think we're getting a cliffhanger? There's a lot of theories about where the show is going, but what about how the show gets us there? Any narrative devices you would hope for? Mm. I don't think there'll be a cliffhanger. Personally, I, I think it might be that there's a. Because I think they're going to, whatever story they tell here is going to be picked up in other shows. Now, the cliffhanger might be, oh no, the multiverse exists. And yeah. what are we going to do? I don't yeah. think it's going to be a, a cliffhanger for Loki. I don't, I think his story is going to, to be like nicely buttoned up, but there's going to be lasting consequences from what happened here, like consequences for the multiverse or consequences right. for, you know, the MCU. Um, I think the events here are going to shape the future of the MCU and probably mm-hmm. the past because <laughs> it's and time the second travel. season could be about a variant Loki too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. That's true. Could be, could be absolutely different show. Like it could be Loki back on the timeline doing something totally different. It's just called Loki. It doesn't have to be anything to do with the TVA really. No, I mean, it's about, <laughs> we, it's about we that character. A whole, we could have a whole series of, uh, what if Loki, where it's all of the different <laughs> variants, like the Hulk Loki and the whatever else, like all these different variants of Loki being like, ah, I did a thing. And like, ah, I got the timeline to d- got pruned. Like the end of each episode is like the TVA showing up and pruning, <laughs> resetting the timeline. <laughs> I would hate that so much, <laughs> but I'd watch the shit out of it. <laughs> It's like Loki it would be such a creature feature kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. They kill him off at, and then next week it's a whole different story. They don't even think about it. Yep. Like, oh, Loki's back. Yep. <laughs> Loki's back. 
<laughs> he got <laughs> murdered last different time. Loki. It's fine. They just don't. They just go pick up another one from the timeline. Oh yeah. man. Oh come on. You can go back to the Loki store. We need another variant Loki. Oh, uh, which one do you want? <laughs> the Loki store. They have uh, what's where's what's the Loki aisle in Rock's cart? Is that <laughs> is that next to is that next to where the Roombas are? I was gonna say it's gotta be near where all the vacuum cleaners are. Yeah, yeah. It, that's where they were this time. There, there were a lot of Lokis in that aisle this time. Oh man, uh, yeah. It could be uh, every variant has a different aisle that they're in. Like one's in produce, <laughs> one's over in the meat department. Yeah. This one's in deli. <laughs> It's a real meat market in here. Uh, literally. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, this Loki's uh, in the garbage can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, most of the questions have pretty much been addressed, and I think we may have talked about this last week, but Jess Kamai writes, so do does alternate timeline equal alternate universe, or are there multiple timelines linked to the same universe and multiple universes linked to the same timeline? Yes. The way I understand it <laughs> is an alternate timeline is a timeline in a universe the same thing. The way I understand it. Okay. Uh, that seems to be the rules of this particular iteration of multiverse many worlds theory. I um, mean, what's the what's another iteration? I don't even understand well, how okay. you have the Well, yeah, let's let's end this episode on a good time time travel debate. <laughs> okay. Where do all well, the variants it's, it's not, do they come from a separate universe or a separate timeline? My my understanding is when you split, because it's called the universe, this is the sacred timeline, it is the universe, but if you have them split, it becomes the multiverse, which is what they're trying to prevent. So timeline equals right. universe. Right. But uh, there's a the uh, dimensional theory uh, in that, like, you know, first dimension is a line, second dimension is a plane, third dimension is three-dimensional space, like we sure. see it. Um but like a two-dimensional uh, creature would experience third dimension in cross sections. Yeah, um, right. And the way that we we experience the fourth dimension is in cross sections. You know, as we time. think of time. Yep. Um, and so the fourth dimension is basically time, uh, all of right. time for our one universe but then if you uh shrink that down to like that is you know that is now uh this one instance of time say the fifth dimension could be you know various possibilities of uh of the timeline within that one universe and then take that to another uh, another dimension is like all it's like all variants of the timeline in multiple universes like it it ex expands on itself it's been a while since i've watched the video that explains it and it blew my freaking mind when i watched it the first time so i'm not explaining it well <laughs> but like it's it's basically a, a snowball effect to get to like there's like 11 dimensions and you know it's all possible versions of time like the entire timeline in all possible universes simultaneously in one like it's it's a crazy thing like right I, i'll have to find the video the the commonly rec recognized versions of time travel and multiverse versus um 
like multiverse versus the time, the back to the future version, right? Back to the future version. Well, see, it's, it's hard because even there, back to the future changes, but it seems to be that in, in a back to the future universe, you go back and change something and it changed to something on your timeline. Yeah. Marvel universe has decided that when you go back, if you change something, you create a branch timeline. And actually, the way that uh, Tony and, and 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 Banner talk about it, you can't go back to to your previous timeline. Like when you go back, you are going back to a different universe, which is why they were willing to steal the stones from those universes because those were not their universes. But then they find out, oh, we need to leave them here. We need to bring them back. Well, what is Banner says, your past now is your present or your future. So when you go back in time, it's your present, but it's also your past. No, it can't be. It can't be. Right. Yeah. So so, so it's got to be an offshoot timeline because he says it can't be your past and your future. Because that's the paradox yeah. that they're trying to avoid yeah. by, by making it that way. The other version of time travel that I understand is you have one universe, one timeline... You can go back and change it, but it overwrites itself. It's as like, it's as if yeah. you're like, you can't have mul- they're not, they're not splitting off. They're just like, you change something. Now the timeline is this. You change something else. Now the timeline is this. You change something else. Now the timeline yeah. is this. It's always it's just one ever changing timeline. I don't know of a version of that type of time travel that creates timelines without, within a universe. And it's also like, what are you calling a universe? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's right. it. We're getting to a a large debate of theoretical physics that we're not qualified to have. <laughs> it was starting not. to break so, into string theory a little bit too. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. The, the, once you got to the thirteenth dimension, it's or sixteenth dimension. It's like, well, there's string theory right there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there's a Loki show we're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about <laughs> uh, Loki. I think. So. I think we've kind of hit our time. Like, I'm so sorry we didn't get to more of you guys' feedback this week. We've got pages and pages left, and I'm trying to see if there's any short ones that we can run back and grab real quick. But honestly, like, the problem is we got a lot of really long ones this week. And as we mentioned last week, if you can get your feedback in and keep it shorter, uh, we can get to more of them. <laughs> uh, but honestly, like, most of the ones that are left are about a page long. <laughs> There's a few that are like half a page, but I, I just think, I think we may be out of time. Um, so thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. And, uh, yeah. What? I like, sorry, I was Dr. Laughing. Carol Berkeley. Yeah. I was laughing at that message. <laughs> he said, in what timeline oh, what does say? the Shazam movie starring Sinbad exist? Do you think Marvel would play with the Mandela effect theory in, in the MCU? <laughs> oh, I can, I can totally see it. Totally see it. It's called Kazam, right? There is a movie. It's just called Kazam. It's called right? Kazam, and it stars I, Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, Sinbad was never in any movie with called Shazam. Anyway, let's wrap this up. All right, guys. Thank here. you so much. Hey, if you have the chance, it would be really, really helpful uh, if you guys would throw us a five-star review on iTunes. I meant to mention at the top because we are, uh, we, we really like it. As I mentioned, we're, we're a small podcast. Like it really is just started out me and Jeff, just, just us. Like we don't have any kind of corporate backing or anything like that. Uh, we're not like a, we weren't a big network or anything. And, and like because of you not. guys, no, we're still a very tiny network, but we do have like, we have now expanded. We have friends like Brian Decline and Ashley 
Coffin and Matthew Fox who come on with us and help us out and we help them out. Like we're starting to build a community of podcasters on top of the community of listeners who's already kind of built up around the show. And just want to say thank you for that. And if you are up for it, it would really help us out if you could go and give us a five star review on um, Apple podcasts or uh, hit us a thumbs up on Spotify or whatever, because uh, hit us a follow on Spotify because we're just trying to sh- be more visible to more people so we can keep growing. Um, it's really been a great time making these podcasts for you guys these last last few months. I've just had a great time. So thank you. And thank you, BBK. Uh, when's your when's your new podcast coming out? Um, hopefully by this time next week, we're just waiting okay. on one person who is covering his face right now. Okay, good, good, uh, good. <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> We're hopefully going to record it sometime this week. Um, cool. I'll start as, reading as the comic right now. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's picking up the book to read it. Oh, yeah, the, name of, the name of the show is Source Pages. We cover books and comics that are source material and or primers for stuff or continuations of geeky movies and TVs we like. And it's um, that our first one we're covering is Black Widow's Deadly Origin. It's a four-part uh comic from about 10 12 years ago that just gets you in the the mindset of for the black widow will be coming out in a couple weeks awesome two weeks we got two weeks until that comes out but yeah finally i love the idea of like like right we're talking about kang a lot i love the idea of we can send people over and be like hey they're doing a primer on kang right now go listen to that you know we should do one for uatu for what if before what oh, if for what if we could do that. Yeah. We got stuff I already got thought up for like Eternal, Shang-Chi, anything that is a newer property or an existing property like the Hawkeye right. the run that was just Ms. from Marvel. a couple years ago that pretty much introduced, yeah, Miss Marvel, her, um, her first oh, run. Oh, you're talking about the Matt Fraction run of, of Hawkeye. Matt yeah, Matt Fraction run was yeah, real good. That, That's going to be a really cool podcast, man. I'm excited about it. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're excited about it. Myself, Haley Hobbs, and uh, other people are involved with it. And Sweet. We're just hoping to get it off the ground next week or so. That's awesome. Right. That's awesome. Jeff. Hey, Matt. I had nothing. Uh, <laughs> nothing except for not read. Um, okay. We, we do the reading so you don't have to. Yeah. Exactly. No, we actually suggest you do the reading so you can play along with it. It's not the bingers assemble thing where it's like, we watch the movies so you don't have to. I, if you yep. for bingers, whatever, it's still good to watch the shows and the t- in the movies, but. Yeah. You know, yep. well, that was Bingers. Oh, whoa! I, and I have I, I should mention that while we're plugging things. <gasps> oh yeah, Fast Nine's coming out. Yes, Fast Nine comes out on Thursday, and me, me and Karen Hefstetter have been working so hard because we really wanted to do it in time. But like, they put all the movies out at once: the Conjuring movies, A Quiet Place, and now Fast Nine. They're all coming out so close together. So we've been doing like a Fast and the Furious movie almost every day. <laughs> So like uh we've been dropping over in the feed. You got a few days left and that is like Binger's Assemble is the podcast where we rewatch movies so you don't have to. And so like the idea is if you haven't seen the Fast if you've seen the Fast and Furious movies before but you don't really want to rewatch nine movies or whatever to get to where we are, you can literally just listen to the podcast and we sort of break down the plots of each one and sort of talk about the characters and we do it in sort of this efficient way where we sort of get through the the plot then the characters and then we have like a more loose discussion. That's just sort of fun if you just want to listen. Um, but if you like, I kind of want to watch Fast 9, but I don't remember who these guys are. We do that. So that's, that's it's fun. So Binger's Assemble. Please check that out. Um, and uh, we'll be back uh, in late night Loki tomorrow night. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. 
Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.